Mr. Pop. Dark. When the little birds are nasty, and I listen to them too, there's two lonesome people in the whole wide world. That's me and the man in the moon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Miskatonic University Radio Live, a podcast and live stream exploring fantasy like games as Arkham Horror the Card Game. I'm Dane. I'm Dan. I'm Ben. And today, we're going to be taking a look at some weaknesses. Remember that time when you were a small orphan and decided to steal a veteran's fully loaded flamethrower? Well, those are the experiences that we live for here in Arkham. Oh, my God. Uh, at least me. It sounds like a, a safety hazard and possibly a crime. Uh, not for a small child. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. And yeah, the title side. Did you pick the ones with the coolest art? I guess, or some of them. I picked the ones that FFG hadn't had released in an article that didn't have the watermark on them. Uh, <laughs> Way less cool, Ben. Come on, man. We could have come up with a really cool story. That it also did. <laughs> it did happen to be some of the cooler looking ones. But I, I didn't know that through the gates was that very often. So, yeah, I didn't know that Through the Gates was that that cool looking. It does look uh, very cool. Close. So. Yeah, mostly because I just like never had it. And anybody who's ever had it is just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but we're going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, well, should we should we step uh, through the gates of this live show and start talking about things? <laughs> yeah, so we're going to just kind of go through all the weaknesses and we're going to try to slap them in tier list uh so i think we're gonna we're trying to evaluate them roughly on three things we're gonna look at like their threat their impact and uh how creative the weaknesses are in general based weaknesses are like there's something extra you can't plan for them when you deck build because you draw them after you make your deck so sometimes you might have to adapt your deck slightly or adapt your play slightly um or maybe not so slightly I'm gonna, more, more aggressive. I, I, I'm going to just come out and say that I think the game would be way more fun if you could plan to put certain cards in your deck based on the weakness, and I really think it would make sense to house rule that, but uh, one of the people that I play with is a real stickler about rules and yeah, uh, really would get ex- <laughs> would get extremely passive-aggressive if we tr- yeah, ever tried to do that. that's not allowed, yeah. yeah. I think that'd be totally I fine, mean, Dan, if the, if the weakness pool for you was doomed. And that's it. Well, no, because I mean, for me, like, I to me, the thing that to the extent that weaknesses are a fun part of the game, what's fun about them is sort of like trying to construct your deck to maybe deal with them or construct your playstyle to deal with them. Uh, so it's a it's a little bit of a bummer that you really can't do that without spending a bunch of XP later. Yeah, I mean, basically, you have to spend XP if you want to try to work around it. So, but no, nah, I can see an argument for like it'd be cool if you knew it ahead of time, so you could plan ahead of time. But uh, I think it just adds a little bit extra challenge. I don't know. Well, it, um, it's also that a lot of the weaknesses represent sort of ongoing character flaws or parts of your background that your character would know about and probably would have some strategy to cope with. Like thematically, I think it would make sense. Yeah, I can see it. Tragically, one thing... uh, the rules say otherwise, so it's impossible to uh, do anything different. So, <laughs> <laughs> one thing we should mention: How are we even constructing this? Even like, what constitutes an S tier weakness so, versus an F tier weakness? We're keeping it pretty gen- generic. We're saying uh, S tier is stuff that you're happy to draw from the biggest weakness pool. So that might mean ones that are a little bit weaker. Uh, could also mean ones that are like more fun and interesting. Uh, to like role play um and what kind and of it's all relative it, 
yeah. it's all relative. You have to have a basic weakness, right? It's like, yeah. obviously, most of these are not things that you are happy to have in your deck, but like, right. given that you have to draw one, there's some that you draw and you say, oh, okay, that's nice. And there's other that you draw and you go, God damn it. And you're just upset, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure, I'm sure there's a couple people already know that might be uh, low or high, but uh, so we'll just kind of go through them. I don't think we're going to read the every single card because that'll take a million years. Uh, so we'll just kind of mention the name and kind of generally what it does. So, like, first up, uh, I got them alphabetically. So we got 36 weaknesses. So first up is a Cursed Follower. This is an enemy. It spawns the location furthest from you. And uh, at the end of every enemy phase, it adds a curse token to the bag. Uh, otherwise, it has it's a relatively easy two health enemy to deal with once you get over to it. Um, so uh, this one, this one seems pretty great to get because curse tokens uh, usually not too worried about them. I don't know what, what is Dan I'm trying, doing. I'm trying, trying to like, making... I'm trying to like make an S with my arms, and it's not working at all. But so, uh, uh, yeah, that's this... that's what I'm feeling about this weakness. It doesn't do anything. Hooray! Yeah, basically, there's nothing. It might even help decks if you're trying to do a curse deck, you know, because uh, it came out in uh, the Innsmouth. So it's yeah, it's one of the. I really think this is one of the best ones in general. I think enemy weaknesses tend to be worse than non-enemy weaknesses because they kind of force you to deal with them a lot of the times. But this one is aloof and it doesn't have doom on it, so it, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, to, I mean, to kind of provide a counterpoint to that. Sorry, Ben. Um, it is a cultist, so arcane chanting is it the the one mysterious chanting, the one that is in that cultist set will put doom on it if you ignore it for too long. That being said, generally speaking, this this almost does nothing. And I remember like the first time I saw it, I, I read it as two um, curses every time it goes into the bag, and I was like, okay, that's kind of annoying. And now it's just one <laughs> because that's actually how it's printed, and it's just again another case of me reading it wrong. <laughs> and it, uh, it's, it's great. That so. that is a good that is a good point, Dane, um, about mysterious chanting. But that's only in maybe like one, maybe two scenarios per campaign usually. Yeah. So it, I, yeah. I don't think that really bumps it up too much. I, I wish I think it would be cool if this had a thing where if there were already ten curses in the bag, it does something really horrible, like it adds a doom to the agenda, Ooh, just because yeah. that would that would that would make it like at least a little bit scary. But yeah. without that, I think this is like a solid S. Yeah. yeah same. Um, same. Okay, Any so, anyone disagree, or if not, we should no, just rank it. I got distracted because uh, I thought I saw the stream lag, and you know I had a heart attack. So uh, hopefully, hopefully Harrison will let us if there's any issues. Yeah, so we're throwing it an S. Mm. Uh, where's my tier? Let's do it. Here it is. Throw it an S tier. Great. Welcome, right. welcome to our decks, Aggressive Follower. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> All right. So next up is a classic Amnesia. Um, you draw it, and you discard all but one card in your hand. Uh, pretty nasty. Um, I think this was one of the worst weaknesses from Corset, I'd say, if not the worst. From Corset, Origin yeah. Originally, this was definitely the one that you were upset to get. And there were two copies of it. There were, what, like eight or ten weaknesses in the Corset, and like two of them were Amnesia. It oh, sucked. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I think this is a little bit less bad now, maybe, just because there's so much powerful draw stuff in the game that you can just cycle your deck and draw more cards. But it's still yeah. extremely, it's still extremely annoying, just because there's a lot of cards that you hold in hand, like a ward or something for a specific situation, and then this happens and you lose it all. There's a lot of times where you, you just like having cards in your hands, so you can commit them to tests. Yeah, I think this is definitely a, a C or lower, maybe probably an F. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Originally in the original yeah, set, I'd say F. I feel like it's a little more C now because I think there are 
there's a lot more ways to draw cards now to be, to bounce back from it. Plus, I think doesn't deny existence just cancel this? I was about to ask that question. I, I don't know anymore because the rules have changed about 15 times. I, but I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, there's nothing that... <laughs> at least it, my perception of the rules have does changed feel at least that 15 way. times. Yeah. <laughs> so... But I think that that is the case. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people can can pipe up and chat in the case that we are wrong. But yeah. Um, also, Ben, where is there no D tier? Because I feel like this is kind of kind of like like right there. We do we have the capability to add additional tiers partway through I if we want can, to? Can in fact add extra tiers if you need to. It'll ruin my color scheme, but it's fine. I <laughs> I'm fine putting this either in C or F for now, but I think eventually it might move eventually. Yeah, I think it's like if yeah. we're not doing D tier, it's like low C, high F, right? Like it's it's still really annoying to deal with. Yeah, I think I think you should consider if you're just playing like a non-mark guardian that can't really draw a lot of cards, and you you have like vicious blow. You drew your vicious blows early, and you have them in your hand, and then you get an amnesia. Really bad. Absolutely sucks. Yeah. All right. Down so... in the chat, dropping an F plus. <laughs> I always question like why F plus even exists because you just you just failed, but but you did it like better than everybody else? Question mark. <laughs> in tears, it's like you're squeezing stuff in. You also have S. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I don't know, there's 36 cards, uh, you know, that means we'll maybe end up with 7 or 8 in each one, maybe leaning more towards the middle, so. Back when I was teaching, I used to give students an F+, plus if they did really badly on an exam, but they had excellent handwriting. <laughs> no, that's not true, I didn't actually do that, that probably would have been really <laughs> What? Mean. Come on, man! <laughs> I mean, I feel like Amnesia is at least there for flavor, right? Because it's like, it's actually you forgetting who you are, which is kind of forgetting the essence yeah. of your deck, which is cool, right? Yeah. Anyway, oh man, Ben, would you like to read uh, the name of this next weakness for us? Uh oh, uh, a tichophobia. Yeah, That's probably pretty close. close. Oh, clap. Yeah. Uh, so this is you put it into play, and every time you fail a skill test, you take a horror two actions to get rid of it. This was from the Stella pack, I think. Um, yeah, this one's not that bad, really. Like you just kind of get rid of it once you're starting. Unless you're Stella. Horror. I mean, it's yeah. bad specifically for Stella, um, but <laughs> there's, you know, how many investigators are there now? 40 or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's like 30 died other investigators, and I think most of even, them... Even Stella, if you have Peter, you might not care for a couple yeah. of turns. Yeah. Because she, she has a lot of sanity as well. Yeah, it's yeah, sort of like... Yeah, huge stats. That's the, right. only, the only way this is bad for you is if you are planning on failing a relatively high number of tests, and you have pretty low sanity, and you don't have a way to soak it or deal with it. That's just... Yeah, I, I think this is like S or A. Yeah, for sure. That's like it's high uh, A, low S. I think it's like A, just because it's not very interesting. The cultist guy is at least a little more interesting, I think. Wouldn't it be cool if, if there was like a weakness so. that like forced you to say it or something? And like if you said it wrong, oh, no. everybody at the table got to like laugh at you and like... Weakness, like, like anytime you pr- mispronounce a word, you take a horror or something, <laughs> I'd just lose immediately. Let's uh. make it happen. <laughs> A weak, weakness that somehow prevents you from speaking during the setup stage or when the agenda oh, no. is advancing. Oh, that would no. uh, that would really derail what Ben likes about this yeah. game. <laughs> so, uh, Cardophobia, it's another classic. So, you put it into play, then your turn, you take a direct horror, two actions to discard Chronophobia. Uh, I like this weakness because I get to shout, We're running out of time! every time uh, I take a horror. Um, it is pretty great. Yeah, I like the flavor of it a lot. I think purely on the merits of how much it affects your deck, this is kind of like average bad or maybe a little bit worse than average. I think that we also kind of like the flavor of it, so it kind of averages out to maybe like a B or something. What, what do you guys think? 
yeah, I think that exactly, yeah. Towards B, high B or something. Um, but yeah. Like you, I mean, I think like just based on what we have so far, you would much rather get this than Amnesia, but you would take either of the other ones over it if you could choose. Yeah. In, in, in just about every deck. Yeah. It's a little bit investigator specific because of the gate. if you have this as like Mark or as Roland or somebody who has really low sanity, then you're kind of scared. Because the the thing that makes this and then the other the other kind of uh, I guess dual duality to it that we're going to talk about a little later is that it's direct horror. Yeah, Midas yeah. pointing out in the chat, it's direct horror, which can that, be terrifying if you're hovering if you're Calvin. <laughs> yeah, it 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 does really suck because yeah, if it was if it wasn't direct horror, there would just be a lot more ways to just not care about it. Yeah, uh, it I would. <laughs> I, if, if you're Agnes, I would say this is maybe like an A because you can, you yeah. know, you can have a lot of fun with it. But, uh, yeah. you know, that's on, on average, it's more like a B. Yeah, yeah. they also, also have tools to handle. It also depends when it comes out. You know, if it, you get it later in the game when you're already low in horror, then it's scary. But if you get it early on, it's like, yeah, just get rid of it, you know. Or maybe I can. Yeah. Or, or or late in the game, maybe you have like five, hor- you have like five sanity left. You're, you know the game's going to be over in a couple turns. You can just say, okay, I don't even care. Yeah. Yeah. You so. know. Yeah. If you got like liquid courage or a way to like heal more than it can deal in one turn, then you're kind of fine for an action or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so up next, dark pact. Uh, this is a campaign mode only weakness. You deal two damage. You investigate at your location. Um, it's an event, so it goes in your hand, so people don't necessarily know you have it. Um, and uh, but if the game ends while it's still in your hand, you have to put the price of failure into your deck. What's that, uh, Ben? Hmm. I feel like I didn't uh, prepare that, uh, so I can tell you what it is because I have you have prior experience. With it. that, it's great. terrible. Uh, <laughs> when you draw it, you take two damage, two horror, and put a doom on the agenda, which may cause the agenda to advance. I believe. So that yeah. is very bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, adding doom is bad. So, but this is this is not that bad deal with you. You have to spend two, and you just have to stab someone. You know. That's fine. One thing, one thing that yourself. I do like about it is if you're say you're let's say you're playing hypothetically you're playing a deck that draws a million cards and cycles every couple of turns. These weaknesses that sit in your hand, like yeah, they take up a hand slot, but they don't. It's not like every time you draw it, something bad happens. You can just hang on to it until the game is almost over, and then you get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, it takes up a hand slot, which is also kind of the hidden cards are like a little weird with like somebody, especially like Patrice, who like gets their hand clogged up and it's like you can't really discard it to anything or or whatever. But um, it, this one worth, specifically, it, it's worth mentioning. You can also you can do it to yourself. You can deal two damage exactly. to yourself, which unless you're somebody like Daisy that has like really low health, often is what you'd like to do with it. Probably just because that way you don't have to like go find someone else and get to their location. <laughs> yeah, Price of fail is real bad. Uh, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, this is a scary weakness. Uh, I kind of like I like the theme of it in that, like, you have to you've made a bat you've made a deal, and if you uh, re- you know to sacrifice do a blood sacrifice or whatever, and if you relinquish or if you fail to uh, complete the deal, then you're severely punished. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it, uh, yeah. And I guess it is annoying because if you're really time constrained at the end of a scenario, you might be very afraid to draw cards because if you draw it right on the last turn where you really need to like make it to the end and resign, I guess that's that's like the most annoying situation to have it. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, for me, I don't know. This is like maybe a B plus or minus one tier. Yeah, I'd say like low A, high B maybe, just because it's a- like. It's yeah. not terrible to deal with, especially if you're somebody like Tommy, who like actually loves this because he can, you can just murder your own leather coat. I guess you don't, you get the resources back, but 
the fact that it also does cost resources makes it a little awkward because there are some things that affect resources in your hand and stuff like that. But yeah, like Ben said, I love the art and I love the theme. It's, so it's like chronophobia is very predictable and steady, like how much it's going to annoy you. And it's yeah. better to draw it at the end of the game. This is like, it's almost better to draw it at the beginning. So you know where it is. And it's it, the ceiling on how bad it is, is very high. Yeah. I, I, I would put it in a B unless we really sure. think we want to bump right. it up or I'll down. Do, I'll do low B, B below chronophobia. I'm 80% okay. sure in a tier list uh, further to the right is actually lower, right? Because it just goes into a big line at the end. Should have looked that up ahead of time, I guess. Oh, well, next one. Day of Reckoning. Uh, it's the end times. So you attach this to the current agenda and you seal the elder sign on it. Um, that's it. That's what happens. Uh... I think this was a reward for uh, it was, how well, we, how well uh, people succeeded at the scenario in Arkham Knights 2018. I, I, thought, I thought it was like what more people picked. Like if more people sided with the guy, then something happened. Think, and if more people chose oh, right, to fight right, him. Right. I think it was, yeah, it was uh, like of the three resolutions, whatever one most people got. I don't yeah. remember which one this correlated with, but it was something with the Egypt scenario. Um, mm. but anyway, uh, sealing the Elder Sign basically fine for some i mean people, it's but yeah most of the time it's probably fine like removing a almost almost certain success token from the bag is bad and it's especially bad if the bag is like already bad like if you're if the bag is really bad because skulls are terrible and you usually only have like five success tokens removing one of those is really bad but that doesn't happen that often and it's when the agenda advances it goes away so unless you have right. like a really long agenda so like yeah any any agenda that's like six or whatever you probably draw us in the middle it, it doesn't take it out for the whole game most likely so there are a couple of scenarios where like there's one agenda and it's the whole game or whatever but at the gates of sleep is one that comes to mind where you've got like a doom threshold of like 19 or something and it's like yeah but, buy uh, elder sign buy forever it, yeah. it definitely is bad for like mateo it turns off some cards like seal of, seal of the seventh sign um wasn't there one there was some other weakness or something where like it only goes away when you draw an elder sign and this makes that very very annoying oh oh that's Jack uh, jackie's <laughs> jackie's weakness yeah it uh, makes no. jackie's weakness. So rough. But, <laughs> but i i still feel like this is probably like an a maybe a b what, what do you guys think yeah, it's not so bad i was leaning towards I think... a the art on it is uh interesting <laughs> got a lot of different people going uh <laughs> getting some 2021 vibes from that <laughs> yeah uh what do you want to put it low a or high a uh let's do low a right. maybe because yeah. sometimes it can it can be really i think that the issue the biggest issue that i see is that it affects everybody right it's like one of the rare yeah. weaknesses that does indeed affect everybody if you're in a four-player team then it's like nobody gets the elder sign whereas something like chronophobia just affects you and it's kind of up to everybody to to man manage that yeah. It is true. That is and I true. guess we're usually evaluating these probably as as most stuff in a multiplayer setting, right? So oh, man, we'll yeah. record that boy in the chat with a and hot tech. I I just yeah. also feel like the average the average <laughs> number of doom on the agenda is usually like the, the average threat doom threshold on agenda is what like six maybe. Yeah. And on average, you're going to draw this when you're like halfway through the agenda. So on average, it's going to be out for maybe like three turns yeah, or maybe. Yeah, so in yeah. chat, the, the counterplay to this is a crystalline elder sign, so you just seal it yourself at a time. It's like, ha-ha. Yep, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. All right, so uh, Dendromorphosis. Nope. 
dendromorphosis. That's close. Plant hands. Uh, so the, yeah, plant hands. Uh, this was a <laughs> Arkham Knights card. Um, when you draw it, you put it in your plant area, um, and it takes up both of your hand slots. Uh, as a free trigger on it, you can take a direct damage to deal one damage directly to it. Uh, it has one health, so it needs to take a damage to die. Um, thematically, I like this a lot because uh, your hands turn into plants and you drop all your, you lose all the weapons that you had or whatever you were carrying. Um, and you can't just pick them up again because no. why would you Oof. be able to do that? Yeah, yeah. The, plant, the plant they got consumed by plants. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, so if you're like a guardian or something, this is pretty nasty. Someone that's really dependent on their, yeah. or someone else dependent on their hand slots um but if you're like a mystic or even even like rogues or, or survivors maybe you aren't using all your hand slots all the time i mean originally i feel like the first year or two of the game yeah it was mostly guardians that were very hand reliant but these days i feel like almost everybody has hand slot items that they care about it's true yeah yeah, yeah. this i mean this is this is pretty bad this to me feels like amnesia and that you know it's in your deck you know it's going to ruin your day when you draw it and you you can sort of try to minimize it by making sure you have like a replacement, but it's still going to like really ruin your day a lot. Like this, this yeah. feels like a C to me. Or I could even I could even be talked into it being an F, but probably C is more correct. I was gonna say yeah, lower in the C range, a little bit worse than amnesia. Um, I was gonna say like D. Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. Just because like when i when i've had this in my deck before i just kind of like hold on to my assets that are in my hand because i kind of know what i'm gonna draw like if i'm mark especially you're somebody who can draw it you just kind of hold on to your other assets and your 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 hand base assets um that way like once it comes out you can deal with it and it even gives you a, a health like like kraken in the chat said to boot like if, if if you've got like a cultist on you you can be like great i can move with this cultist he'll bop it off of me and then i can you know punch him in the face or something like that Sure, but you, you you have a flamethrower out with holy weapon or whatever on it, and like then you draw this. Yeah, it's tough because it's so swingy, right? Like like we were saying, like if it's if it's like a mystic who doesn't have a test statue or something like that, well, and then even, you're just like, hey, my hands are plants. Who cares? And even yeah, well, and even if you have, I'm just saying, I think for most guardians, this is a very bad weakness because even if you have another sure. weapon in hand. You have to pay an action and more money to play it again. So if you draw this on upkeep and then three people in your group draw enemies on mythos phase, you're like, well, sorry guys, I'd love to help, but my hands are plants. What am I gonna do? <laughs> I gotta spend an action to play this gun. You know, it's, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it definitely feels like a C to me, if not worse. But what do you think, Ben? Yeah, I, I went, I'm leaning towards C. So I'm gonna, and I'm, I yeah, that's C. I'm gonna throw it in low low C. So. That's fair, because like the people who it's really bad for, it's really bad for. But people, yeah. it's kind of like swingy. So, yeah, I, I think even a, even a secret is going to kill a magnifying glass and stuff. Like a mystic, it's going to kill a mysterious statue or a tome of whatever scroll of secrets. Like, I, I think I think very few people just have like zero hand assets or lock picks for rogues. <laughs> like, like very few people just aren't using their hands at all. Yeah. All right, we got there. All right. All right. Uh, doomed. All right. So, uh, campaign mode only. You take a horror, you record in your campaign log that Doom approaches. Um, but if it's already recorded, you instead remove Doom from your deck and put a Cursed Fate uh, at the bottom of your deck. And then uh, a Cursed Fate, when you draw it, you take two horror, you record the hour is nigh in the campaign log, um, unless it's already there, in which case you put the Bell Tolls at the bottom of your deck. And of course, the Bell Tolls is the hour of your demise has arrived and you are killed killed meaning your investigator is eliminated from the campaign uh really really bad weakness very scary 
um one one of the few that kind of makes you like actually maybe not want to draw cards most of these it's like still draw cards you deal with your weakness but this is very scary then i Ben, I would like to suggest that you create a new tier below F labeled with this emoji and put this, this is, card there. This is like Z tier. This is like double <laughs> double Z tier. This is if, like... <laughs> if, if the tier website doesn't let you put emojis in, then call it like F minus minus or something. Or like super F. But I, I, I feel like this should, this should, there really should be a tier below F for Doomed. Yeah. I, one, one of my like pet opinions is that Doom should basically not be in the regular weakness pool just because it really just kind of ruins the campaign for you most of the time like i i think it's a cool design for a card as a thing that you could voluntarily choose for like role playing or something or if you knew that you wanted it for some reason but i don't think you should just be able to like make a deck you want to play oh let's see what my random weakness is oh look it's doomed i i don't think that should be able to happen yeah it's tough because like this this card is like kind of thematically interesting but like it's just so like what it does to the game of whoever gets it is just so like incapacitating because it's basically saying like the more scenarios you play and i love to play side scenarios uh, whenever yeah. i can like new ones and stuff like that don't do that don't play the don't draw cards which is like the only thing like that you want and need just to do in the game the way that you win the game basically right right yeah. and like especially bad for for really good investigators which i guess is kind of a cool limiter in that like it's really bad for like mark or mandy who'd like just like blow through their decks but yeah, it's, it's like it- it, it, like, it punishes you for playing the game, and I don't think that that feels good. And it, it it's basically like so. Okay, suppose you are not you're not running a deck that draws a bunch of cards. So even still, you're gonna draw like half of your deck in each scenario just off of upkeep and stuff, right? Unless you you know. So even with like the best case scenario, you still have probably like a one in three shot to just like die in the last scenario because of drawing this. And even in the last scenario, like, oh, okay, well it's at least I made it that far, but like you still have a pretty good chance to die in like the sixth or seventh scenario. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I guess it's only saving grace is that if you're playing standalone, you don't have to worry about it. Well, and it is, it's, it's fine in like dream eaters because then it's only four. It's sure, sure. Well, not, not fine, but it's like less it's likely manageable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like a right. shorter yeah. campaign, but most campaigns are, you know, eight. So definitely very scary. I mean, I think thematically and design wise, it's very cool and creative. Um, yeah. but I definitely never want to ever have it in any of my decks. So. <laughs> I, so. I, I really, I really want to officially recommend to anyone listening to this that, uh, you know, this is, it's, it's a co-op game. You can house rule it however you want to, to make it, make it more fun for yourself. I really recommend taking this out of the weakness pool. No one's gonna, no one's gonna, you know, criticize you for it. Dan, you can just do it. Dan just wants to live that dream because he knows I'll never allow it. Uh, he's playing with me, but, uh, well, see, if, 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 no, I mean, the if, option. Yeah. if I, if I ever draw this in a campaign, I will just redraw another weakness and Ben will be very mad about it, but ultimately he can't like drive <laughs> to my house and shoot me. So, what, <laughs> you know, we're, if that ever happens, I guess we'll see what happens. Dan, don't give him any ideas. Uh, boy. All right, let's move on. Uh, drawing the sign. Uh, you put this in your threat area. Uh, your maximum hand size is reduced by five. Uh, two actions to discard. I hate this weakness so much, mostly because I got it like five times in a row. This is like <laughs> almost know. the new amnesia, right? It's oh, kind of yeah. like it's comparable in 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 really annoying. Like sometimes it doesn't matter at all because you're like, oh well, I played all my assets. I've only got two cards in hand anyway. So as long as I just kind of like maintain that, it's fine. But for some, if you're you know if you're like a seeker who draws any amount of cards, or if you're like Patrice, oh god. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's I think it is. Trees, but, Go ahead. Uh, 
but yeah, generally, like, it, it's similar to Amnesia because you have to discard down to three, basically. Um, but then you also need to spend two actions to get rid of it, unless you're not uh, drawing cards outside of, like, upkeep, basically. Um, I I think this this doesn't seem that bad when you first look at it. I think once you have it in your deck for a campaign, you kind of learn how incredibly annoying it is. I I still think Amnesia is worse than this. Yeah. But this is definitely more annoying than it seems. I think this is one of the worst like double click weaknesses. Yeah, I'm gonna put it put it in C tier. I'll put it right in front of Amnesia. Yeah. It should also be that's... noted that Doomed went into poop tier, by the way. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I did find a way to add that emoji. So if you're, if you're watching this on Twitch or YouTube, you can uh, stare at that for the next the rest of the rest of the podcast. Stares into your soul. But uh alright, so next up is Dread Curse. Uh, you add five curse tokens to the bag. That's it. Hey now, great, <laughs> great. Hey now. Um, this this is fine. Uh, this was also added in um, Insmith, obviously. I feel like this is S or like high A. It's not super interesting, so I lean towards putting it in, in S. But it's it's definitely like I think it's. I would definitely rather have the what's the one in S, the acolyte or whatever that adds that's a curse I would follower. Rather, yeah, I would rather have that than this. I think yeah. so too. Yeah. Uh the art on this is pretty cool though. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's got like a red sun going on. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Eclipse. Easy. Oh, it's got a Kafka quote. Very cool. Does it? Love it. Is it? Yeah. Oh. I didn't even notice that. I've only drawn it once and it was kind of like in a in like a test run for a campaign that I was doing. And it was like, who cares? <laughs> Again, one of the few weaknesses that do affect everybody, but doesn't really do much. I, I guess it could be bad if, if you have a lot of cards in your group that are like um, Faustian Bargain that need to, to add curse tokens as like a cost of something. But even sure, then, it's sure. like it's not going to be yeah, that bad. Yeah, it shuts it down a little bit, but you can get those back out of the bag just by drawing them. So, all right. Uh, Haunted, another classic. Uh, you put it in your threat area, you get minus one to each of your skills. Double action to get rid of it. Sometimes it's annoying, but most of the time... I think it's fine i mean it it usually remember it's the same rules apply as like dark horse or or uh, crystalline elder sign or something where it's like minus one or plus one to all of your skills usually means like minus one or plus one to the skill that you use the most and then maybe like a second one like it's yeah it's it's more like a minus one than like a four times minus one yeah um i think it's probably a higher impact on higher difficulties like hard expert where you know, you're, you might be really scraping to get your stats up a little bit more, whatever your main stat is, but most of the time it's, it's fine. You can you probably ignore it, maybe just commit a little more, spend a little more money. So, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't say you can't do something. It just says, okay, in the short term, you need to commit slightly more to pass stuff or so, have a slightly lower chance of success. And then once when you have time, you just get rid of it. So. Yeah, exactly. Like it's the not... people who don't like like seekers, for example, who really need to use every action to like get clues, can just scream at their guardian to take care of it for them. Right. And then if you're that guardian, there we were talking about in last episode. There's just time where you'll have some downtime, so you can just like yeah. kind of clear it whenever. Yeah, that's I would. The important I would... thing with the double action weaknesses, other people can interact with them right. on your team to get rid of them. I would. It's like a good thing for the guardian to do if they don't have stuff to fight and if they don't need to reload. I would put this as like the worst A, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Worst A or top B. Oh, I think lagged. Right, there we go. So we're definitely going to see another weakness later that is very similar to this, but like a little bit more annoying. So yeah, um, 
So next up is Hypochondria. Um, at your threat area, after you take one more damage, you take one direct horror. Double action to discard. Um, Extremely bad for Mark. <laughs> yeah. uh, pretty pretty fine for most other people, I think. Yeah, I mean it's it's comparable to you know uh, chronophobia. It does direct horror, but it's a little more avoidable because you can maybe uh, be trying to avoid the damage until you need to double action it. But uh... yeah, like a lot of times you can just a lot of times you just don't care because like how often do you take damage? Like maybe you draw a treachery every now and then that does it. Maybe you get hit every now and then, but if you're not like Mark or somebody that's sort of, or if you're not in a scenario that is specifically using damage as like a primary mechanic to try to kill you, usually you just don't care. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think that it, the art on it is very visceral though. Of <laughs> someone's next yeah. Yeah. This game is rated M for mature. Yeah. <laughs> This is some very, very unsightly, very disturbing art. Um, but, but yeah, I think this this one also is kind of like the direct horror matters too. Because um, if, if you're like Roland again, like and you take a damage or something like that, direct horror can be kind of scary. Um, but for the most part, just like if you don't take damage, you're going to be fine. I think there's it's mostly like relevant in pocket cases where like let's say you're you're in depths of Yoth and you've only got a certain number of actions and the resigned space is like right next to you, but you got an enemy on you, right? Like this might prevent you from being able to leave that turn because you're going to take too much horror or something just by virtue of of taking all that damage. But yeah, but, but mostly side, it's like, for, for it to really ruin your day, you have to both have like low sanity and take damage frequently, which is basically just Mark and. Right. Occasionally other decks, but I, I would put this in either S or A, kind of like either like one of the be- better A weaknesses or even like yeah. S. Yeah, I'd say high A probably. Maybe maybe just below Dread Curse. Sure. For me, maybe. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Know. Okay. I I don't really okay. care that much about the ranking within it within it here as long as it's roughly correct. Yeah, it's uh, keep it rough. I would put it more in the middle, but it doesn't really it doesn't matter that much. Just, you know. Yeah. Um, indebted. Uh, permanent. Start each game with two fewer resources. Do you guys? Is there is there a snake in my apartments? Uh, I, I can't. Uh, I don't know. I don't see anything. Yeah, this is. Uh, a, I mean, oh my this, god. This was this, like the original S weakness, right? Yes. Yeah, oh yes. This is really good. I I feel like sometimes it's a little annoying to start with less resources because maybe you you have a lot of expensive stuff you want to play, but most of the time it's great because it's not in your deck. You know when it's going to hit you. Yeah. Um, and you can basically always account for it when you're going to deal with it. So high S tier. It is really annoying, but it's annoying in like a very controllable and predictable and manageable way. And a lot of the characters that hate most, like green characters that want to spend a lot of money and have Leo in their decks can take another day, another dollar. And yeah, basically, can't, bargain. Yeah, no, it, cares. <laughs> there's, there's there's new cards now. Like, well, not new, but like over the course of the game, there's like stand together, Faustian bargain. There's so many cards that just give you money that you can mulligan for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like, the the fact that it's it's a minor inconvenience at the beginning of the game, or sometimes sometimes Major, I feel like a mystic and you've got a lot of stuff to play, um, is, like, very outweighed by the fact that your, your deck only has one weakness in it now. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, you're just yeah. so happy to just be like, oh, I only have one weakness in my deck. And you cycle your deck four times, I mean, who cares? Like, it, you know, you only you only deal with this once. So, yeah, exactly. this, is, this, is, this is great. This is, like, the one that you're always very happy to see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, internal injury. Uh, putting a threat area, then you return, take a direct damage, double action to discard. 
uh, and it features a lady on it who maybe cracked a rib or something. I don't know. Oof. Your mouth's bleeding a little bit. It's probably fine. Yeah. So this is uh, the mirror to chronophobia, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's also B tier. Same, all, all the same reasons for chronophobia, although I like it uh, a little bit less because I don't get to show, you know, I don't be like, I, oh, I'm bleeding. It's less I mean, uh, a lot of it depends on what kind of characters you're playing, but I feel like this is almost always worse, significantly worse yeah. than chronophobia because in most groups, like, someone's always going to have a little bit of horror healing. Like, someone's going to have a logical reasoning or a liquid courage or something. And I just, I think on average, more characters have like higher sanity than health. Usually is that wrong? I feel like that's usually mostly right. Yeah. So I, I feel like you can usually afford to take a little bit of extra horror. It's a lot harder to just take a couple of points of damage. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's right. like the primary thing that that enemies do too. So if, if even if you're like Amanda or somebody who has like seven health and you're like, oh, I don't care about this. Like pretty soon you're just like, oh, I've taken four damage off of this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like yeah. not, not fun yeah um yeah it, it's also i feel like more again this is like on average but i think more of the good allies soak horror than damage i mean this is direct but it's still like it you know you can use it to mitigate kind of um i, I don't know i i would honestly either put this like at the top of c or maybe at the bottom of b but it sounds like it sounds like ben was thinking more b yeah i was leaning towards b i was figured we just put it below chronophobia and b like I, I think your point said it's a little bit harder to heal damage, but I don't know if it's that much like that much worse. Be like high C like the drink, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's fine. Maybe. You could you could you could put it in, in B, it's fine. I'm gonna throw it in B. Uh, I'll pull it at the bottom of B, so low B. Um yeah. boy in chat brought up something earlier too that that uh smoking pipe and and uh painkillers actually are kind of a way around this if, if you're kind of doing a build where where it would allow those if you have like supplies or something like that or, or however um those might be a good option in the case that you know you might have like adaptable or something to do to help deal with this yeah those do run out of those do run out of supplies though right they do yeah but they would help you just enough to counter it if you wanted um yeah. next up is kleptomania this is an asset uh you put it in your play area uh, as an action, you take control of an item asset or two resources from another investigator at your location. Then you shuffle Kleptomania back into your deck. Uh, force it in your turn, take a horror. So if you haven't gotten rid of it, you take a horror every turn. Multiplayer. Can I just say, this is my favorite weakness of all time. I... This this card allows such random bullshit to happen. It's so fantastic. <laughs> it is really fun. This is a very fun card, I agree. Uh yes. Usually, even just having it on the board and like threatening to take two money from somebody because you're like, you know, I I usually take it as I'm you know I'm I'm taking back my magnifying glass. That was my magnifying glass the whole time. You know, that was that was always my gun. I'm glad to let you borrow it, but I need it back now. Uh, that two bucks I lent you, thanks. I'll take that. Didn't back. we? <laughs> didn't we use this in Reader Die? We had Daisy had this and used it to like borrow everyone else's tomes to get oh, that's right. tomes. Stole people's tomes. That was yeah. pretty funny. Daisy, Daisy, the book thief. It allows for the funniest the interactions, all while maintaining flavor. Yeah, but uh, it also, uh, if you draw it a couple times, it does is eventually take an extra toll for the most part. Kind of, on your, it's more an extra toll on your your allies because you're taking stuff from them. I, uh, I think purely in terms of how annoying it is to deal with because you do have to spend an action to get rid of it unless you have peter or something and you can just yeah. tank the horror forever i i feel like this would be maybe like low a but if we maybe bump it up just because it's so fun maybe it ends up being like high a or even s i don't know 
Yeah, I was leaning towards high I mean, ARS just because it's fun and it has weird weird interactions you could do stuff with. This game gives yeah. so much value. It's almost a worse weakness for your friends, and they're just like, "God damn it!" And you're like, "Yes, uh, an action for two resources? Hell yeah!" No, but 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 the thing is, you might not need the money. You might not have somebody on your space. You might have a lot of other stuff you want to do this turn where you don't want to spend an action. Like spending an action is still a tax. Sure, but I mean, you could just be Agnes or have Peter or both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's another good Agnes weakness for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'd yeah, say I, like high A probably. I threw, I threw it. I, I love seeing this card. Um, all right. Uh, Mob Enforcer. This is an enemy. It's a bulkier enemy with higher higher fight. Uh, Prey bear only. Hunter spend four resources to parlay to discard the Mob Enforcer. Um, does the damage if he hits you, but uh. You've only ever gotten this once. Yeah, I, was I think I, I've had it a couple times. I think I, I I mentioned earlier that on average, like the enemy weaknesses tend to be among the worst ones. This one, that, I mean, three health is really annoying. Four resources is a lot, right? Um, I guess prey bearer only means that it basically only chases you, right? Mm-hmm. So like other exactly, people, yeah. other people can parley with it or kill it or whatever, but they. It basically, if you're like Finn, you'd probably be happy to just have this and evade it and get money. Yeah. Or just like, if anybody has handcuffs, just handcuff this, and it doesn't do anything for the rest of the game, right? Unless handcuffs yeah. reads non-weakness, which I don't think is the case. Uh, no, I think it's just humanoids. So you can use, if you have a guardian, you can use that to counter a lot of the humanoid weaknesses. Yeah, I don't think this is too bad. It's annoying, because uh, three damage is annoying, uh, and getting rid of it with the parlay of four resources, it's kind of a high cost. But it's just kind of a, like it's it's pretty. It has a lot of ways you can deal with it. I think so. I would throw it like in the middle. I would throw it in B. Yeah, yeah B, it feels so. it feels like a B to me as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe the 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 area where it would be particularly bad is in solo, where like yeah. nobody else can help you deal with it, and you like basically have to dodge it. And a three to dodge if you're not like really big into into evading is like kind of rough. But I, other than that, I, it's like kind of fine. I think most of these weaknesses are worse than solo because it's a it's a much bigger uh, tempo hit because you're the one that, you're the one who has to deal with it. You don't have you yeah. don't have the counter or interaction where it's like oh the guardian doesn't have something to do this turn so they'll get rid of that weakness or um, it's I think it's also like in in solo you're likely to instead of just being generally able to fight anything that comes out of the deck you're likely to have a few cards in your deck like uh, I've got a plan or whatever that are sort of like these are my cards that I use to fight with a few times per scenario. And suddenly, if you have this guy in your deck, and it's like, oh, well, now I have like more enemies than I expected. Uh, I do like a lot of these enemy weaknesses, especially the ones that are just regular humans. They're always very funny um, when you're like in the final scenario campaign fighting, you know, Yox Aloth or whatever in yeah. another dimension, and they're just the mob's, like the mob's still after you, you know. <laughs> yep, they pop out of like a wormhole somewhere and lost some time and space, and they're like, "Where's my money?" <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, all right, up next, uh, narcolepsy multiplayer only. Um, Revelation, put it in your threat area. Uh, you can't take actions, trigger abilities, or play cards. Uh, action, wake up. Discard a <laughs> narcolepsy. Uh, at, if you take any damage or horror, then you also discard it. Uh, this one's also very funny. I like this one a lot. Did I say kleptomania was my favorite? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is one of the funniest ones. This, yeah. creates, this ah. one creates great uh, emergent narrative gameplay experiences. Oh, it's so good. It's so great. 
Oh man, I, like we we were joking about it when it came out, like as like something that basically like like Norman and Gloria like must take in their deck. Like they can they can drop a random weakness, or they can just take narcolepsy yeah. because they're old. They just, just fall asleep randomly. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, anybody the theme. Can, can be subject to wanting to take random naps, you know. But uh, this is very funny. I like this a lot. I feel like this is, this is. It's also like not that bad to deal with. It's usually just a very funny weakness. I think most of the time you could deal with it unless you wandered off on your own. But uh, I feel like it. It ends up being a little bit more annoying than it seems, just because someone does have to be on your space and they have to spend an action. And like, if 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 your fighter has this, someone else draws an enemy and they oh have God, to do this, so but they're gonna get they're gonna get AOO'd. Like yeah. I, I think in terms of. I think I think like in terms of how annoying this is to deal with, it's probably like a good B, but you have to bump it up to like a low A just because it's so fun. Maybe I was thinking yes because I love it so much. <laughs> like low S high A because it's just like it's one of the most sound like narrative creative weaknesses that that's ever come out. You, but... you could talk me into this being like a high A, like better than Dread Curse or something because it's fun. I, it's it'd be hard to convince me that this is an S. What do you think, Ben? Uh, I, I was leaning towards S, but I think you convinced me. With no, your, uh, I mean, math, I, if you guys mathematical logical pitch, so I, I, I could do high high A. Uh, okay, I mean, I, I I do like I do like. Let's let, let's value. let's see where we get at the end, and if we only have a couple S's and like a million A's, we could promote it. Yeah, I'll, I'll put yeah. it at the top for now. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're leaning towards A right now, so. Uh. Nihilism, uh, put in your threat area after you reveal, uh, cancel or ignore a auto fail, take a damage and a horror, double action, discard nihilism. Uh, this came out in the Jack Jacqueline pack, and it's definitely mm-hmm. annoying for Jacqueline. And or Wendy. Okay, yeah, Wendy, but I feel like most people don't do too much. Like most decks aren't going to be f- focused around uh, canceling auto fails, and you, you know you don't, you don't reveal it that often. You usually see it like a couple times a game. I mean, yeah, more if you're using like Jacqueline or sort of things that let you reveal multiple tokens. More if you're because even if you reveal it as part of like um, playing recharge or like Jim's weakness or something, I think it still counts. So anything that makes you sort of draw yeah. more tokens than like one per test makes it a little bit more annoying. Mm-hmm. But even then, like at worst, it's a thing that you double click to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I've never honestly had it before, nor I don't think I've ever seen anybody in any playgroup that I've been in have it. So I'd be curious if anybody in chat has like had it, uh, like their experience with it. But I don't I, think it would be like yeah. There, there's a chance that it's, like one of the ones that's sneakily worse than it looks, but I don't think so because I've I've never had it either. But I feel like I would be quite happy to draw this. Yeah, the, yeah. I've only <laughs> I've only played it with Jacqueline because I played it. And I just played those decks out of the box at one point. So I I also think that. Her, but... Any anything that stays on in your threat area, and you can mostly ignore most of the time. I just because I usually play like seekers that draw a million cards, those like haunted and stuff. Those are just automatically better than something like um, mob enforcer, where like somebody kills it and then you draw it again a turn later. You know, like like this is like it. If you cycle your deck, you're not going to draw it a million times. You just leave it out and you probably don't draw that many tentacles. Yeah, yeah. I'll throw it in high B. I think. Um... Really? See, I I would put this like I feel like I would rather like like would would you rather have this or haunted or like chronophobia even you know like I mean I'd like I would totally rather have I would rather have this than haunted or uh, the Egypt one yeah I'd I'd probably rather have it than um, 
hypochondria. Yeah, it, 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 it feels like hypochondria-ish to me in that yeah. range. That's that's fair, I think. Um, All right, I'll throw it in there. That's fine. It's really like, yeah. I mean, sometimes I've had a campaign where like <laughs> our fighter drew like seven auto fails every game and it would have just killed him there. But like really like what is, what even is variance, right? Like, yeah, it's very, very low chance that it will just kill you out of nowhere. But like, yeah, you know, probably not. I mean, you must remember that like you can wait to deal with it. So you actually need to, to worry about dying to the damage to horror, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. You could easily have a game where you don't take that much and it doesn't matter. So uh, the art on it, though, is definitely very grim. So definitely a yeah, trigger warning. Uh, very so, purple. Yeah, it, yeah, it's also purple. Damn, thanks. We we should have put all the rated M for mature ones in tier M as like a separate tier. <laughs> um, all right, uh, obsessive. Uh, put obsessive into your threat area. Uh, when your turn begins, discard one non-weakness card at random from your hand. Double action. Uh, discard. And you you had this recently. What is your opinion on obsessive? I, but it's not like terrible. I think like sometimes if I have like key assets in hand or something like that, or if I literally just have a cryptic uh, or something like that in hand, then I'm like, please somebody clear this for me because I really want to not like have no cards, especially in somebody like Min, the, who this is like one of the worst. You, in, but like Dane, the, re- the, Dane, reaction the reason I. I see... <laughs> You go ahead, Ben. I think we're going to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, the reaction I see to anyone that has this, including Dade, is Especially somebody right. get rid of from the this. The, somebody get rid of this immediately. I need it to go away. It's, One it's, of my eight like, cards is critical. I can't risk it. It's Dane it. like jumping up on a desk, like holding a gun and waving it around. They're like, "Someone come over here and get rid of this obsessive out of my threat area right now!" Like that's that's usually how it felt playing with Dane when he had this card. So, yeah, it's basically poop chair. I I think this is like uniquely designed to be incredibly annoying if you have it, because if you have like one card in your hand that you're trying to hold on to, like a ward or something, it could always be that card every turn. Right. And you're going to keep thinking it could be. And you're just really, really going to want to get rid of it. And it's probably not actually, it's not a terrible weakness, but just the psychological toll of like having to shuffle and then maybe lose your favorite card every turn. I feel like you're going to hate having this in your deck, which is what happens. I, I I was gonna leave it pretty the C just for that reason. I mean, it, it's this it's effectively the same functionally as like draw the sign amnesia. Um, it can yeah, actually I, be better if someone gets rid of it for you. But <laughs> oh yeah, I, like I I think I'd probably rather have this than drawing the sign. But I think it definitely does belong at C tier. Yeah, I'll put it at the top. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that like the other thing that's nice about it, Bat Boy kind of brought it up in chat, is that it it triggers at the beginning of your turn. So contrary to his point, if if you draw it on upkeep. It's like as long as you go last, or somebody like just can take care of it before your turn. It actually doesn't do anything, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, still though, it definitely annoys our teammates a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, all right. Uh, offer you cannot refuse. Uh, campaign mode only. Uh, when you become the bearer of this weakness, gain two re- two experience. Uh, Revelation, lose five resources. If you cannot, instead, remove offer you cannot refuse from your deck and search the collection for fine print. And fine print. This is such uh, a weird one. Yeah, fine print is uh, reveal, lose seven resources. If you cannot, instead, remove fine print from your deck and put sell your soul uh, into your discard pile. And sell your soul, I think, is lose 10 resources. If you cannot, 
the dark patron tears your consciousness from your body and you're driven insane Ooh. so this is like doomed yeah in that it can destroy you uh, and it actually goes faster than doom because it only has to trigger three times but if you have it in your deck you can kind of keep the just make sure you have resources right I couldn't hear I couldn't hear any of that, Ben, over the sound of me having two extra experience to spend. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, I, this Am I doing it the wrong way? Is it a little bit more like this? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think this is an F, right? Really? I, I, think I was gonna say just just exhibit proper netrunner philosophy where five is your zero and you'll be good to go, man. You just get two experience and you don't never have to worry about anything ever again. Uh, no, but you do though, because so the thing is, even if you always have the five, losing five money sucks. Like maybe you're rich enough that you don't care, but probably losing five is very, very annoying. And that's the best. Get- that's like the goal when you have this is to always have five spare money that you never use, so that you can lose five money instead of something even worse happening to you. And then if you screw up once because you like really need to play, and I've got a plan to kill something, and you're like, okay, I dropped down to three money and then you draw this, then the rest of the campaign is even worse because now you have to keep seven money in hand that you can't use. Like, you could you could talk me into this being a C, but I think this is just so annoying to deal with and it can kill you and it's going to make you poor for, like, the whole game. I think this, this feels like F to me. Yeah, I think I'm... Uh... I'm just going to say it's S tier for me until Ben allows me to put it in my deck as my weakness because I've never had it as my weakness. No, I, I think the guys are right. I think it is, is F tier. There is some counterplay, so I think it's not as bad as Doomed. But um... I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't belong in the turd zone. Like the turd zone is like should be removed from the pool. This is like I'm fine having this in the pool. It's just it is one of the ones you really don't want to get. The Doomed done right, I think. This is like scary as all hell, but like doesn't make you wanna. It doesn't punish you for playing the game. Yeah, you know, like, like you, you, you can counteract it by putting in more money cards, and it doesn't actually cost an action to get rid of, which is nice. Um, so, yeah, yeah, and 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 it gives you experience. If 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 Doom gave you like five experience, it would still be in the turd zone. But at least we would like talk about it, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's fair. So uh, overzealous is oh, next. God. Uh, Revelation, draw the top card of the counter deck. That card means surge. This generally reads draw ancient evils, and then that a copy of ancient evils surges into another ancient evils. <laughs> this just sucks so it's, completely bad to have in like Mandy or Amanda so... or anybody. I mean, it's bad for everyone. <laughs> Speaking but, of turds, though, and cracking but, but if you're if you're drawing like if you're cycling your deck like five times, you're just drawing ten extra encounter cards oh over the course God. of the game. Like that's this sucks so bad. This is f f like minus tier this is probably like the worst weakness that you can draw it's maybe. definitely f tier 2012 netrunner world champion jeremy's were approved remember when he was feeding us weaknesses in in uh, whatever it was called the keeper's nightmare whenever he didn't have like a more like a more hilarious specific one like giving dane a million copies of the tower his like go-to <laughs> awful weakness to give people was overzealous because it is it's one of the worst ones it's God, really it's bad so bad it's definitely i think it's worse than offer you can't refuse i think um uh i think it depends yeah, so. on it, i don't know i don't care it's 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 about there about the same. overzealous can do like anything and all but, of it is bad but still not i as think bad as, no it's not still not quite as bad as doomed i mean jeremy might have given us doomed uh if he could force us to psycho our deck every turn as well or something but for... i think overzealous is worse if you're drawing a million cards 
off, uh, offer you can't refuse is worse if you like need money or don't have enough money or something. I think it could be either way. Yeah, but definitely F tier, definitely very scary. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so next is Paranoia. Discard all your resources. Another classic. Uh, really much, much better to have than offer you can't refuse. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, offer, offer you can't refuse is like a much worse paranoia. Yeah, and if you drop a upkeep, it's like you lose all your resources, then you gain your one. So it's like yeah. And with this, like you can freely, you can just like freely spend money, and then maybe you only have like one or zero when you draw this. I mean, all this means is don't hoard money. So you're basically sad right. if you're playing like a big money deck, like uh, one of the rogues. But everyone else, it's like yeah, yeah, it's fine. Or if you're relying a lot on talents like a uh, scrapper or streetwise or something. Yeah. Um, Does this? But... Just a question. Does this force Preston to lose all the money from his like trust fund or whatever? I forget how that no, works. No, his trust fund's not actually part of his resources, but that would only really apply oh my God. if he, because he loses his trust fund at the end of his turn if he hasn't transferred it over. So that this would only kind of affect it if you draw it during his turn. Mm. So I don't know. I, I was I was thinking like B tier maybe. It's, it's not super interesting. It's not. Super yeah, interesting. yeah, that like seems a, fair. Low B. Like a bad like a bad B seems fine. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. seems yeah that seems reasonable. All right. Uh, psychosis uh add to threat area after you take a damage or horror take one direct damage double action to discard hmm analog so, to hypochondria right so yeah, yeah. So if we fo- if we follow the same logic as we did with uh um oh, i forgot the words uh, chronophobia and internal injury then this is a bit worse than hypochondria just is like it? hypochondria is terrible for mark this is very terrible for agnes mm-hmm. yeah Indeed, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's like Ben said, this is the twin of hypochondria, but I think this is definitely way worse than hypochondria. Yeah, so we put hypochondria... Yeah, direct damage is scary. Hypochondria, said it was like middle A. Chronophobia, we have at the top of B. Is this between those two? Maybe high B? I would say, or... so yeah, I'd say like high I, B. Yeah, I'd, I'd put this in B. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd probably rather have this than chronophobia, but only just barely. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I agree. All right, uh, reckless. This is a skill, uh, skill weakness. Uh, you commit it to a skill test you're performing of any type that has no other cards committed to it. Uh, you cannot commit other cards to the skill test. Uh, if the test fails, you turn it to your hand. Uh, forced. If it is in your hand at the end of your turn, reveal it and lose two resources. I always um, forget that this is not Winnie's signature weakness. I know, because it has her like right there. This is yeah. the easiest one of the easiest weaknesses to deal with ever. This <laughs> this card is like this card is oh. so easy to deal with. Like you, you, you just do anything that you want to do really easily because you've got like static boost, it doesn't count for like anything that you're pumping money into. Like if you got a talent or something like streetwise or something like that, it doesn't doesn't care about those at all. The only thing it cares about is you committing cards to skill tests. Well, but isn't, or, that main, isn't that the main way that you try to pass something that isn't your sort of main? Like, if you're a seeker, you're going to try to in, you try to pass investigate tests without committing stuff. Usually, hopefully, but everything else you kind of expect you're going to commit. Like, if you're a but, fighter, but you, you know you hope you can pass fight tests without committing stuff. But just about everything else, you probably have to commit yeah, something. But you're not forced to commit this to every test. You choose when you right. commit it. So you choose a exactly test that is easier for you to deal with. It makes you lose resources. It's definitely bad in like yeah. skill focused decks like Winnie. Um, mm-hmm, you might be mm-hmm. you're probably relying more on your skills on and for those. Yes, but... I mean, I, I think baseline it's like it's better than paranoia to have, right? 
Oh, I think it's. I think it's like. I would rather have this than. Yeah, like hypochondria up there with klepto, maybe. Like this is just like so easy to deal with most times. Uh, yeah. If if you say so, I just I just imagine having this and having to like waste an action to investigate where there's no clues or something just to get rid of it, or or even just being being like a being a combat person and having nothing to fight and it's like well that's the only kind of test that I'm really good at passing. Yeah, I've done an entire campaign with Tony with this in the deck, and I've literally the the bottom half has never triggered once, yeah. and whenever I get it in my hand, it's like oh great okay well there it goes. Yeah, it's so easy. It. I was gonna throw it in B because I think it's mostly easy to deal with there are scenarios where it's kind of annoying and it will be annoying in like skill focused decks um yeah that that seems fine to me like roughly in the kind of like dark packed uh internal injury zone that seems reasonable yeah i would way rather have this than like uh chronophobia or uh psychosis like i would this is so easy to deal with i guess any i'm fine if this is anywhere in b it seems fine I'll put it. I'll put it in high B for you, Dane. Does that sound okay. good? All right. Uh, self-centered multiplayer only. Put it in your threat area. You cannot commit cards to other investigators' skill tests or affect other investigators with player card effects, uh, except aspects that deal cause damage or horror. Double action discard. Uh, the art is great because it has a lady like trying to cl- some guy trying to help a lady climb over a fence, but she definitely like putting her foot in his face or his hand. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so uh, this one's usually fine unless again you're playing a skill focus deck and you want to commit to other people um you're like min or somebody it, you're like it shuts it. down some other cards too like dodge or does it dodge? Bad. it's bad for carolyn yeah. um can you can you ward other people's non-peril treacheries i think not right i think you can because you're targeting the card and not the player so you're targeting the, mm-hmm. the treachery i don't i don't quite remember um I mean- I think it's it's definitely annoying sometimes, but the ceiling on how bad it can be is pretty low, and it's not that it's just a double click weakness to get rid of. Like this is probably one of the better double click ones to have. Yeah, if if you're like any seeker who just has their face down and clues the whole game and isn't going to commit stuff to other people anyway because like they need them all to like get clues as efficiently as possible, you just don't care about this at all. You're like if somebody wants to get rid of it so that they can get maybe some cards from me, maybe. It, Go for yeah, it, but I'm not going to deal with it. <laughs> it feels like somewhere in the like haunted uh, day of reckoning zone. Yeah, I'd say so a too. little bit. Yeah, I'll throw it in there. Low A. Um, seems fine. Uh, self-destructive. Putting threat area. Uh, when you deal one damage or more, or excuse me, when you deal one or more damage to an enemy, take a damage. Double action discard. Uh, I think you only care about this if you're a team's fighter or hybrid, maybe. It's um, it's just such a it's so binary. It's like either it's extremely bad for you or it's you can completely ignore it. Very similar to Dendromorphosis, I think. Even more yeah, so, because right. like I said, like Dendromorphosis, probably you have at least one hand asset in your deck, right? But this is like if you're a pure seeker, you just do not care about this at all. <laughs> Whatsoever. And even even if you're gonna deal if even if you're gonna fight things a couple times, like a solo deck, if you're playing like a I don't know, like a Finn solo deck, like you're going to kill a few enemies, but if you draw this halfway through the campaign, like you might only have to kill two more guys after this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think this one's pretty fine. I don't think it's anywhere close to dendrophobia. Uh, yeah. I'd say it's like B maybe like high B, low A. High B. Oh, low I, a. I think this <laughs> is, B. I think 
definitely an A. I, I, I could even be talked into putting it in S, but I think no. A. Because, like, the people who it's bad for, it's really bad for. Like, if you're Mark, you just hate seeing this. Because, like, you're going to take a damage to, like, pump, pump your your skill. You're going to hit that enemy. You're going to get another damage. And, like, part of playing Mark, even though he's, like, ridiculously busted, is, like, managing your health. And this just throws all that math off. But but if I'm if I'm Mark, I would probably still rather have this than Dendrophobia by a lot. And if I'm oh, yeah, anyone yeah, else, definitely. I would much rather have this than Dendrophobia. Like, and even if I was Mark, I would rather have this than um, Hypochondria. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's fair. All right, I'll throw it in. I, uh, I'll throw it at high A. We could put it right in front of Hypochondria. Yeah, I, I, I just want it somewhere in A. It doesn't have to be at the top or whatever. Yeah. All right. Um, Silver Twilight Acolyte. Uh, Premier only. Hunter. Uh, when it attacks, you place one Doom on the current agenda. Uh, it's a 2 3 3. Enemy does one damage. This is one of the scarier yeah. enemies this I is, think that follows this is, you. This is pretty bad. I think yeah. this was like in the set. This is probably the worst one apart from Amnesia. Yeah, def- definitely yeah. scary. Yeah. Depending when you draw it, especially if you draw it like during your turn and not during upkeep, then it means you have to immediately deal with it. Um, yeah, it it could like AOO you, and it, it also it doesn't just get out of Doom to itself. It puts it on the agenda, which is right. extremely hard to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, correct. I chat mentioning uh, interactions in in uh, Circle Undone. Definitely, there's an interaction when you go to the mansion. The second scenario, uh, when all the spooky ghosts start hunting all the uh, Silver Twilight people, all the Silver Twilight enemies, they just kill this guy for you, and it's so funny. Yeah, it, it also it's a cultist you would but yeah, uh, it, it also has three health, so it's yeah. it, sometimes you're not going to be able to kill it in one hit, depending on what your deck is like. I mean. Bare minimum, I would probably rather have Mob Enforcer than this. I think it's worse mm-hmm. than Mob Enforcer. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think I think this is a C tier. I don't, I don't think it's is it F tier. I think not. I think it's. I think uh, C. Somewhere. I think it's, it's like C. a. Yeah. yeah, it's it can be very very bad if you're like drawing this on last click as a seeker or something like that, and nobody else has any actions left, and you're like, oh no. I'd, I'd <laughs> probably. Like, I'd probably rather have it than Amnesia. Like it could really ruin your day, but on average, it's not going to do as much. But it's yes, it's somewhere in C. I don't really care. Yeah, where. yeah, yeah. I agree. All right, uh, stubborn detective. Uh, another enemy. Uh, three, two, two. Prey bear only. A hunter. While he's at your location, treat your investigator uh, as if his or her printed text box were blank, except for traits. Does one damage. Uh, this one is pretty nasty because it. Lolo's uh, best friend. Yes, I was about to say S tier for Lola, baby. S tier for Lola, but it affects all of us skaters <laughs> at your location, right? Because it's it's just well, if if other people are there, it turns off their abilities too. Um, and that can be pretty bad for some investigators. Wait, really? Yeah. What a while it's if, at your if, location. Oh my god! If yeah. if this is at Amanda's location, you still have a card under you. Suppose yeah, you draw it during right. upkeep. You don't just do you discard the card as soon as this comes out because there's no reason for it to be under you anymore. Uh, oh no. I think no i think it just stays there but i'm not sure um, i'm just curious i don't think it really affects it, the text box, it, it that would have no effect on attachments if that was the case that means like for people that tuck stuff like diana and um safina it would also throw out their stuff which i think it does not do but it's <laughs> so funny for hey, galvin <laughs> i was trying to think whether there's a way to use this to hack and get like two cards under a minute at the same time but i don't think that's possible no i don't think that works uh, but um yeah, this 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 is pretty. It's easy to kill though. It's only two health. It's also easy to evade. Um, yeah, that's a big deal. So, but it is definitely annoying. Like you want to get rid of it. You don't want to have it sit around. Um, 
Unless I you think this is that you don't care about the ability, but that's like half the reason you play in rescue, right? So I, I think I would rather have this than mob enforcer. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was thinking B2. It's easier to evade though, and and um, deal yeah, with just because he's got two health. He'll. But that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I definitely. Yeah. He thinks it's a, he's uh, yeah. gonna deal with the mob enforcer. I think this is maybe like a good B or like a low A even maybe probably like a I don't know somewhere in there maybe yeah maybe I'll throw, B I'll throw it you know top of B that's fine yeah. um, this is again another funny one where when you're fighting uh, Yig at the in the different dimension at the end of time whatever, uh, <laughs> it'll it'll definitely be annoying if you're, yeah. it'll definitely be annoying if you're like Mandy and you draw this a million times oh suppose you're you're using Mr. Rook. You're going to resolve two targets of your search, the first, but then you find this with Mr. Rook and you have to draw it. Do you still get to use and never mind? Let's let's follow up on this later. Dan, Dan, stop. I think you've already, you've already <laughs> applied Mandy's ability, I think, because you do it before okay. you start the search. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh man, we got the 13th vision. Um, oh, the Ben weakness. Yeah, you put it into play your third area. Uh investigates your rotation fail ties during skill tests, double action to discard. Um yeah, similar so to Haunted, designed, right? It was designed at Arcanine Seals and String. Yeah, it is very similar to Haunted. It's it's definitely a worse version of Haunted. Yeah, um, yeah you could thank Ben for this weekend. I, mean, I think it would be was, cool to have... I think it would be cool well. to have uh, this versus Haunted be like the boundary between B and A, kind of. So I would put this as like the best <laughs> B, maybe. B. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that seems fine. I don't know. Because it is like... I mean, this this affects everybody at your location, yeah. which is annoying. And it, I, it's it happens a surprising amount, right? Like, yeah, there's no a case where bit. it's better. I feel like it happens a surprising amount of the time that, like, I'll I'll hit. You know, you, you well, always go for like a minus two kind of a. Well, you, uh, you don't always account well, no, for it as much because you have to change just, your math. I don't know. This yeah. is it's it's better than haunted if you're trying to succeed by a lot. Like if you're using guiding sure, stones sure. or if you're trying to trigger cigarette case. Yeah, that's yeah, true. But most of the time, it, it's worse. I, don't know, I recall yeah. when you designed it, we wanted it, thought it would be sneaky because you would think like you don't think as much about the ties. Uh, but so very elegant. Like cool. Yeah, um, very very cool art, very cool flavor. I think it's kind of a interesting, very unique sort of tax and slash failure. Uh, yeah. yeah. So next up is the thing that follows. Uh, three two three spawns the location farthest from you, hunt, hunts the bearer. Um, when it would be defeated, instead it's shuffled into its bearer's deck. Um, oh, I had this recently in my playthrough as Amanda, who really wants to cycle her deck uh, three to eight times a game. Uh, so it led to some interesting interactions where it was uh, repeatedly had to be killed on the smaller maps and uh, came back out like a turn or two later every time. But it gave it gave my fighter something to do like every turn. So you know, <laughs> Harrison in the chat is is saying that this purely on theme should get an S, and I that's kind of right. I mean, so this is this is based on it follows, right? Yes, I love. I mean, I'm I I'm fine. Card. I'm fine with them designing a single weakness based on it follows, but I want an entire campaign based on under the silver lake. That's my yeah. request to FFG for for 2022. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this... no, for, for real though, a campaign set in like LA in the early 30s actually would be pretty great. Um, this is really annoying if you draw a lot of cards. Yeah, yeah, for sure, right? For sure. On, on smaller maps, on bigger maps, you can often 
ignore it for like five turns or whatever, and maybe even cut it around on some circular maps and stuff. That is true. I'm gonna like come up with a document that's basically like reasons to play Yorick, and like this is definitely one of those reasons because burying deep this thing must feel so good. Yeah, could you imagine if you had a you had Yorick with you, Amanda, and then he just like got rid of this forever? Wait, did he work on this? I always forget he because of the timing of when would be defeated versus when can you play bury them deep? Did that work? I don't remember. I think so uh-huh. this one reminds me of obsessive a little bit and that it's just going to be so annoying like it's going to you're going to hate having it even if in absolute terms it's not that terrible for you. Yeah. Um like I I I could I could see the argument that it should be in B somewhere because it's easier to kill than like mob enforcer or the um stubborn detective but I could also I kind of want to put it at like the top of C just sort of like obsessive it's so annoying. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I would put oh. it in C. Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. annoying to deal with. This triggers before you can play bury them deep, so I'm not sure you can bury it. Uh, oh no! So. You can't even handcuff it either. It's really annoying. just it's got demoted. A... Oh, fuck. Um, Damn it. But uh, yeah, so that's a C. So what do we got next? I think we're almost done. We only got a couple more, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the tower. Um, this is a asset weakness, cost four. Uh, you cannot commit cards to the skill tests while the tower is in your hand. Uh, if the tower is drawn in your opening hand during setup, you cannot replace it. Unlike other weaknesses, it has to stay in your opening hand. It takes up the tarot slot. Um, so most of the time, this is like fine. Um, uh, really? It's not. It's this not, is. Uh, this it, sucks. This is really bad. Drama, Ben. Think, think, <laughs> think about how often you think about how often you commit stuff like just a card here or there like an extra card to give you a little bit more chance four to see. Counterplay, it's cost four resources and action to get rid of it and it overwrites your other tarot card if you have one yeah, and four, just, four resources is a lot if you get this you just don't get tarot card i don't know yeah uh sure but then, uh, so then it, i guess that's a little bit more than the regular two action cost um, yeah like you if this was double click to get rid of it that would be better I mean, you'd rather I have Dane's, that i know dane's traumatized by it because um when we played the keeper's nightmare Jer- jeremy was kept giving them to him it is mid deck so he could just never get rid of the key in yellow which was very this, funny um this was this was horrible that said i have it in a um i'm doing a dark matter campaign with harrison uh and i'm playing yorick who is like bless yorick and he gets to like recycle um that one bless card that lets you discount things by two and because he's yorick he can just keep pulling that into play every time every time he kills something so i just get like infinite discounts and this like whenever i get it it's just like great it only costs two and i don't care about it at all you just don't put a don't put a tarot on your deck it is i mean i think it's it's funny that it kind of almost works like a regular tarot card like notice it doesn't have the thing normal tarot cards have or if you have it in your opening hand it goes into play yeah, it has kind of like the evil version of that where like you can't mulligan it but you yeah. don't get to play it for free yeah, yeah. design design wise i think it really works as like a negative tarot card or whatever that's very cool yeah um, i i mean given that most i feel like what more than half decks are gonna try to get tarot cards because they are pretty good and this is just like i don't know i i think this is like a c probably yeah i'd say low c this card's really annoying. Full resources is so much. And it's just, it's so bad for, it's so bad for like Amanda and Min, right? It's like absolutely ruins their day completely. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. that being said though, this is one of those rare cards that once you just like get it out on the board, 
you just don't have to deal with it because it doesn't go in your discard pile again, right? Like, so for Amanda, like, if, if you keep drawing through yeah. your deck, as long as you just play this and you don't care about Taros, like, yeah, you're just never going to have to care about it. But again, it. Amanda and Min normally would love to play Death 13, and they can't if they get this. I can't remember the last time I played a Tarot. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, you should, you should. It's a good card. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Wait, are, yeah. Do, are we all happy with C on this one? Yeah, C yeah. seems fine. I think so. Mid low C. All right, uh, through the gates. Um, draw a hey. card in your deck. If it is not a weakness, remove that card from the game. Then search your deck, discard pile, hand, and all players for each other copy of that card that you own and remove it from the game as well. So most of the time, this weakness is like fine, because it. But sometimes it ruins your day. <laughs> it, it's so which I feel like if we wanted this episode to be, to be like three hours, we could have defined a couple of like categories that some of these fit into. Like this would fit into the category of things that are really bad if you cycle your deck a lot, and things that are more annoying. They, they psychologically they're worse than they actually are, but that does matter for this. Mm. Mm. Like this, this feels sort of like an obsessive, like to me, where you just hate having it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's more like the the fear that it could destroy you. Um, rather, than most of the time it's probably not. But I mean, once during a campaign, it might like trash a critical ally or trash a critical asset. Well, um, again, it, it matters. It matters how many times you cycle your deck. If you cycle five yeah. times, this is absolutely terrible. This yeah, sucks. That's true. Um, it's so high variance, though, because sometimes it's just like it removes your magnifying glass and you're like, OK, well, it's not terrible. Or sometimes it removes your like emergency cash or like a Faustian bargain. Well, that kind of sucks in its own right. It's not like game breakingly horrible. Like if if you're like Preston and it removes like Leo to Luca, then you're like, yeah, like most most of the time resign. it's going to hit something that's doesn't cripple you, but occasionally it will. <laughs> yeah. So that's that that is and and there's eight scenarios in a campaign. So I, I yeah, think this is definitely C tier. It's not F tier, but this yeah. way you can play around it too, right? Because if sure. this is worse for the cards that have like um, multiple copies, uh, myriad, for example, like if you're trying to get the pendant of the queen or something, don't don't do that in this deck. <laughs> but if you're like. Yeah, I mean, if you if you really if you have this and you really want to be fine with it, just ad- adaptable all of your stuff until you have all singletons. Play like commander mode, yeah. and then uh, then this weakness doesn't really do. And anything. then you laugh it yeah, through that, the gates. That is a more, that is an interesting counterplay. I guess Dexter doesn't play about it as much too because he plays a lot of singletons. So. Well, because it, it does. If, like if you're this makes you like if you're playing a mystic, this makes you want to play like instead of two rights of seeking, you play like a clairvoyance or right of seeking. Yeah. If you're playing like it makes you want to play like different named cards that do roughly the same thing, which is kind of interesting. But yeah. This yeah. is still a C. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the next three cards are very similar. Um, so we got the Unspeakable Oaths. Uh, the first one's Bloodthirst. Uh, it's apparel and hidden, campaign only. Uh, you secretly add it to your hand. It's the case for all of them. Uh, for this one, oh, and if the game ends or you're eliminated and this card's in your hand, you earn two experience. The difference between these three, uh, for Bloodlust, it is... When you deal damage to an enemy in ex- excess of their remaining health, you can discard it from your hand. So you have to overkill an enemy to get rid of this. Um, These cards are like really, really investigator dependent, right? Because yeah. like if your main goal is to murder things, like if you're Zoe or somebody like that, this is just going to happen, and you're just going to be able yeah. to deal with it. You, you like, don't you don't care. You don't actually care. I think but... if you're not a main fighter. Especially if you're like a clue focused person, this kind of makes it so you need to put some kind of damage card in your deck that does two damage. Exactly, yeah. Like at least, 
Harrison has the evade one in Roland in uh, Aaron's yeah. campaign. It's it's so annoying. I mean, He's but, just accepted it, which I think is so funny. It's just like, I'm yeah. Roland, what can I say? Yeah, I mean, yep. we'll get to that one in a minute, but because uh, that's probably the worst of the three, I think. But uh, yeah, so for this one, it, I feel like this one's not that bad because the counterplay is you just throw some attack card in your deck and you'll yeah probably be able to draw I, it. You know. I also think that some oh, of you, these, like... Care? So suppose you have a weakness that has a small chance to just kill you. That's really if you if if it, if it actually kills you, you take a trauma. You're you're more likely that your whole group loses the scenario. That's really bad. With this, the worst that can happen is you lose two XP, which is definitely annoying. But I, I think like if that happens really like once, or, no. But I'm saying like if you if if this triggers once or twice in a campaign, it's not that bad. If it happens every scenario, it's really bad because then you like fall behind. But if it happens once or twice, it's okay. If like Dark Pact goes off once or twice, very, very, very bad. Yeah. Also, like later in the campaign, you probably care about this yeah. last because you probably exactly. got important upgrades. Yeah, last yeah. scenario you don't care about this at all. Second yeah. to last one, you probably barely care. I would I would maybe put this as like low A or high B, maybe. What do you guys think? It really, really, really depends, but I think this one specifically is probably yeah, low A, high B. I feel like it's I lean more towards B. Uh, throw, I'll throw it high B. For this yeah, one. that seems fine. Yeah. All right. So the next one's Cowardice. Uh, similar to has all the same effects as the previous one, except to get rid of this one, you have to spend an action to evade, um, and you can only use that evade on an exhausted, unengaged enemy at your location. If you succeed, discard this card from your hand. This one is worse because than the other two i think because you it's you can't just do like a basic evade action you have to do the action on the card so you can't use other evade cards to help you with it um yeah that's true so which i mean the reason they have you do that is because otherwise you can't evade an enemy that's already exhausted right right yeah i assume that's why i feel like they could have uh you know put text on it to maybe allow that or something i don't know um, yeah yeah but maybe that would have made it so evade too strong somehow or something but unlike the other two yeah, it's a lot harder to... You guys just have to be able to do evade with your agility, uh, which yeah. some people can do, but a good amount of characters struggle with that. So Larry! I would put this one as, like, a bad B. Yeah. I would say high C, honestly. Like, it, It's just the worst, the worst it can do to you is, like, how much XP are you going to lose over the course of the campaign because of this? Like, four? Six? Like... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, I don't. What, what do you think, Ben? I, I don't hate putting it at high C. Yeah, the thing with this one also, it is a hidden card. So uh, technically, you can't explain to your friends uh, that you really want to double evade an enemy or have or with, have them evade with, something that you could easily with, kill or something. With this one, they will figure it out very quickly <laughs> because they, you're they doing will... like an insane person usually when you have this. Well, it, and that can be kind of fun to to try to play around that. That'd be thematic for sure. Yeah. It is, um, it is for an annoying weakness, it's like a fun annoying weakness. Yeah, for sure. So I'll throw it near the top of C. I don't know. I think it's maybe maybe Grandpa Larry, why are you getting suggestions? I don't know. I'll throw it top of C. That's that's fine. Whatever. Um all right, and then the last one is Curiosity. Uh this one, if after you successfully investigate location with no clues on it, discard this card from your hand. That's, that's like this is the best of yeah. them yeah it, like if even if you're bad at investigating you go to one that has a low shroud and commit something 
like I, I guess compared to compared to the fighting one, the fighting one, if you're a fighter, you can do it usually without spending any action that you wouldn't normally spend. This one, like you usually have to spend an action that you wouldn't normally spend. But I still would rather have this. Yeah, probably average. better than the general like two action kind of uh, generally sort of what weakness kind of costs like to get rid of like like hypochondria and all that kind of stuff like. If you're just spending one action and a card to like commit to it to deal with this, even as somebody like Roland or Mark or something like that, it's like fine. You know, I like, also i I think it's funny if these three are each in separate tiers, even though they're like basically the same card. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna that's... throw it in like mid low A. Um, yeah, that's yeah. That, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, January. yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Uh, last weakness as of uh, recording this podcast is your worst nightmare. Uh, multiplayer only. Uh, two three two Ooh. enemy hunter uh pray bear only the bearer of your worst nightmare cannot attack damage or defeat it does two sandy damage uh this is your worst nightmare for anyone that can't <laughs> that, that uh uh like is the is, is the enemy fighter and needs like the seeker or something to try to be able to kill this somehow yeah um, for sure like yeah this it kind of reminds me of thing that follows but i think it's it depends on the group but often this is worse well, right it, it lends you more of kleptomania in that you are your allies have to deal with it basically or let you like die slowly <laughs> um, didn't you get this in the circle and done ben and then it just like spawned at your location while we were all separated immediately so that, was, that was our friend colin okay as, and as, as, like, as larry like... as larry anderson who was the one of <laughs> could not evade yeah, it at was... all yeah it's a yeah, two evade, so most people can evade it but not larry anderson <laughs> Because it is like yeah. evading is usually the correct way to deal with this, right? Because right. you are you are allowed to evade it, and it's right. easy to evade. See, so you can evade it, and then somebody else can deal with it. I mean, it's a hunter, so like, but hopefully by the time you've evaded it and gotten away, someone can go kill it for you or something. But um, for sure, yeah. I think it just it really sucks if you're. It's like if you're the fighter in the group, this sucks. If you're the seeker in the group, you're probably going to draw this four times, and it also sucks yeah yeah i was about to say like the, this whole cycle um this came out in dreamlands is that right this came out with kleptomania self-centered yeah. and narcolepsy these ones are like my favorite weaknesses by far they, they just because fun. of how dynamic they are like and the situations that they create is just so fantastic and your worst nightmares definitely also falls into one of them but probably not nearly as not quite as fun as narcolepsy or uh, kleptomania and by fun plus, i mean hilarious plus solo players don't get to do it suck at solo players <laughs> No, but um, uh, it's it depends. But I I, th- I maybe like say lows B. Yeah, I was leaning B. I see maybe B or C. I definitely yeah, want this uh, more it, than. There. Yeah, I definitely want this more compared than compared to like thing Mama Forcer or thing that follows. Is it less more or less scary? Yeah, I think it is um, worse than those. I don't know. It really depends. It's, this one's hard. The two horror is kind of big, right? Yeah, this is right. the only one that does two of an attribute. Or I, let's let's just compare it directly to thing that follows. Like if it's if it's better than that, it belongs in B, and if it's worse than then it belongs in C. And I feel like I think it's I mean it's definitely very dependent. I feel like yeah. it's inherently worse. I mean, thing that falls goes back in your deck every time you kill it, which is that's bad. I think and that's probably so, more annoying than yeah. this is fun. Yeah. Thing that follows is very annoying. So let's put this as like the worst B, and that yeah. thing that follows is like the best C. I, I can I can be happy with that. All right, there it is. Um, yeah, so we that's it. That's all the weaknesses. Came out almost, like, like we almost have perfectly 
roughly even distribution between a b and c like c has a couple less it's kind of cool right <laughs> yeah s and f each have two that i kind of thought we'd end up with more in s or f than this but this this seems reasonable yeah so i mean we'll put po- if you're if you're listening to this we'll we'll post it up on online on our blog and socials probably but uh i don't want to read the whole thing but yeah we just, we just have indebted and <laughs> what's this guy called uh the echo or i forget his name can't read it asking are you gonna move klepto what uh move klepto i i like move the klepto. i like the symmetry of having two things in s and two things in f but uh, yeah, i, I so symmetry i wouldn't hate it it's if, like perfect uh, symmetry nah, there's nothing else we want to go down to f right i think the only one that i want to move is reckless because i have personal experience with it and it's so easy to deal with I'd want to move it up to A, but for the purposes of keeping these tier lists exactly like structured <laughs> and, and like I if 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 you want to move Klepto to S and Reckless to A, I would kind of be fine with it because then we have three things in S but two in F and one in the, the shit tier. So it's sort of like close. Okay. Jane wants to do that. I'm okay with it if Ben's okay with it. Yeah, sure. It's it's fine. There's, it's yeah. It's it's hard to compare these all directly. You know, it's it's all just kind yeah. of justice for klepto. Where, where, what else was I moving? Uh, reckless. reckless. Put, put reckless is like the worst A. Yeah, okay. I'd say so. All right. uh, and then we should we should quickly read these for the benefit of people listening in audio uh, mode. We don't have to read all the. Uh, just just like briefly read what's in each tier all right fine all right uh unfortunately the text is very small on this tier maker because i just copied the cards on but uh s we got indebted uh accursed follower kleptomania a we have narcolepsy dread curse self-destructive hypochondria nihilism uh i can't remember how it's spelled a uh, uh, t- the stellar weakness uh unspeakable curiosity <laughs> self-centered day of reckoning haunted and reckless B, we got 13th Vision, uh, Unspeakable Oath, Bloodthirst, Mob Enforcer, Psychosis, Chronophobia, Dark Pact, Eternal Injury, um, Stubborn Detective. I think I switched those. Oh, whatever. Uh, Paranoia and the Your Worst Nightmare. C, Thing That Follows, Unspeakable Oath, Cowardice, Through the Gates, Obsessive, Drawing the Sign, Amnesia, The Tower, uh, Dendrophobia, Silvertrial Acolyte, F tier, we have Offer You Can't Refuse, and Overzealous, and then we have uh, the shit tier <laughs> for Doomed. So... Yes! Uh, I do, uh... I think it's interesting that if you look at how these are distributed, the core set weaknesses are mostly like, like they're kind of centered around C. They're mostly like B, C, and mm. F. And the newer ones tend to be higher. And that kind of reflects what we usually think, is that the core set, both the basic weaknesses and the investigator weaknesses, were very punishing. Yeah. And they've tended to make more interesting weaknesses and ones that you can sort of play around in a fun way since yeah. then. Yeah, I mean, they were kind of they were very straightforward. It's like a double action, get rid of it for the most part. Uh, very clear cut in how they affect you. While newer weaknesses, yeah, more dynamic. So, which is fun. Yeah. You know? I like, I generally like newer weaknesses for that reason. So, yeah, they definitely knocked it out of the park, like I was saying earlier with the Dreamlands ones. Those are like, the perfect kind of weaknesses and i'd be really excited to see more like that we we should also reiterate too that like everything that we do when we talk about cards and stuff this is based on like multiplayer play basically so some of these might be ranked differently if we were doing solo or even two player but i i I feel pretty good about how we rank them for like three and four player games yeah and i think kind of as a general rule of thumb just to kind of like 
close the tier list out, you shouldn't generally be pretty be, be terrified of drawing your weakness, right? Like just kind of doing this because um, because there is there is kind of like a, a realm of thought where it's like I don't want to draw cards because I'll draw my weakness, but really like hopefully sorting it out like this gives you a better idea of like the degree of that you should feel like if you have doomed in your deck then absolutely feel like that and maybe tear that card up and throw it in your toilet but everything else it's like come on you you have some play right it it, it kind of makes your deck a little bit more dynamic and more fun um but yeah yeah i think uh yeah and it definitely you know th- these tiers are kind of an average across all the different decks and groups that you could have that might have them certainly for individual investigators that might be very different but what what dane said is right you have to draw cards just to be able to do stuff so usually you don't want to like stop drawing cards to avoid a weakness although there are a few cases where maybe you do yeah so is everybody on board with this mutual hate <laughs> hate of uh of doomed and like while we're closing up did you did you like think about briefly tearing up your copy of doom the first time you saw it <laughs> let us know come hang out with us on our discord reach out to us on reddit facebook instagram or email us at comments at mur.fm if you really love our show and you want to get more involved join us on patreon.com slash university radio to get access to exclusive discord channels and other fun stuff or just leave us a nice review on your favorite podcasting network thanks everybody for being here with us it was a lot of fun be safe and uh, we'll catch you next time bye everybody bye